Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hi, and welcome back to another Unveiling Grace podcast episode. I'm Joel Groat, so glad you're with us. And with me is... Oh, I'm Lynn Wilder, and we are thrilled to be back a third time with Annalise Granger, world championship horse person and trick rider with us, uh, raced Christian and almost Mormon. I guess we could say that about your story, right? Maybe almost Mormon. Um, Annalise is going to tell us she ended up engaged to a young man who had just returned from his Mormon mission. And she asked God about the truth of Mormonism in the middle of the night. He broke her heart and she decided it wasn't true. But then her heart was broken in love for these dear Mormon people to know grace. And so, um, but Annalise is still engaged to this young man when all this happens. Tell us, Annalise. Oh, so after I woke, after God woke me up and I wrote them the letters and gave them the letters and um, you're talking about his Mormon family and yes, him, his, yes, his Mormon about family, how you're saved by grace. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, you're just to catch people up to speed. Yes, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Don't and for those of, for those of you who are just joining this episode, this is actually part three of Annalise's story. Did really encourage you if you're feeling confused. There's a reason you've missed parts <laughs> one and part two. You might want to go back and listen to those first. But so that's where we are. So yeah, go ahead, keep going, Annalise. So I gave them the um, books. I gave them their letters, and um, I sat down and talked to um, the nephew, the man that I was engaged to. And um, I gave, I sat there and I just told him, I prayed with him and told him that God woke me up in the middle of the night and showed me the truth and that I can't go forth with our engagement right now. And that I pray that one day his eyes will be opened and that his heart will be open to the truth of God and that the veil that I've had over my eyes will be lifted off of his as well to where he can see God's holy and one true word and the true grace of God. And for wow. the Mormons listening, that is a scripture from the New Testament that those yes. who are blind, right, have a veil over three places, their heart, their mind, and their understanding. Yeah. When you come to the Lord, the veil is removed and you see and you understand and all things are new. And that's that born again experience. Go ahead, Emily. So I, so how does he take this? I mean, this has to be really hard. You're living at his parents' house. Everything is like full speed ahead. And now you're saying, no, it's come to a full stop. He took it in a way that was, you could tell he was hurt. You could tell he was heartbroken. You could tell he was sad. You could tell he was angry in so many different ways. 
because I know that he was confused because we had been through so much of what had happened with my family and his family of what um, we had to go through to get to the point that we were at. And whenever I told him and I gave him the letter and he wrote the letter and I asked him in that letter, part of it was, I asked that you will go back to the Bible and read the Bible with eyes and a heart of a child and read it as you never had before, like it was for the first time. And let God show you his amazing grace and the truth of it. And, um, and that came from Micah's testimony video, I assume, right? Yes, ma'am. And yes. We had, uh-huh. What was crazy about that, and I never really connected the dots or anything and thought about it, Whenever I was younger, and one thing that I've always prayed to God to, even before I heard his video, was, God, don't let me ever lose my childlike faith. Don't let me ever lose my childlike heart Mm. and eyes to see you as a child, because that childlike faith, to me, brings out the fruits of the Spirit, of the true love of God, the true joy of God, the true peace, the gentleness, all the patience, and everything that that means it's in a it's like a bubbly way it's a frou-frou bubbly oh god you're so easy it's like a child right well that's how i mean we're called to delight in god as his children and kids love their fathers if they have a good relationship with them so yes i also gave him a bible to where he had a bible separate from his that had the book of mormon and everything mixed in with it sure and um I gave him that, and then that night, I gave his parents their letter and told them, and I went back to my mom's house and stayed with her, and it didn't end there. The Actually, the next day, I went back to his parents' house and got my stuff, and um, his dad ended up being there, which was really hard. I had to talk to his dad and stuff, oh, and wow. that just made my emotions go even more all Willy Wonka. And then his dad ended up calling him over there and I had to see him and face him and talk to him. That caused even more emotional heartbreak. And then I got back to my mom's house and I honestly just, I started yelling at her, not of in a mean way towards her, but just as in a broken hurt way of, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't want to do this. This is not what I ever meant to have. And I was like, I love him. I just want to go back. Mm-hmm. And I finally calmed down and I came back to the realization of why I did it, of why I put it to a stop and that just because my emotions are trying to pull me elsewhere because Satan uses our emotions to put us into bad places, that God pulled me out of that and that God is putting me on a path to use for his glory and his glory alone that he's already won the victory in this situation he's already won the victory in the end of it and so the day after that i ended up going down and staying with um the adams road group down in edgewater florida and spending some time with them and getting to know them and just asking them all sorts of questions about the about the lds church and just learning everything i possibly could because god broke me and not just um away for him but he broke my heart 
for the Mormons. He broke my heart for what they know, because whenever you know God's true love and grace, it is something you can't fully explain. It's something you can't fully comprehend until you know it, because it is so wonderful. Because God tells us we can't comprehend what is to come. We can't comprehend his love. We can't comprehend his peace. It's a peace and a love that passes all understanding of humankind because it is, it's of God. Wow. And because so, it's so wonderful, you want other people to yes. know it that don't yes. know it. Yes, God broke my heart for those even more that don't know his loving grace and um, that don't have that promise of God's love and forgiveness and of eternity with him. So how long did you end up staying um, I in, stayed at the Edgewater with him? I stayed a week down there. And wow. it, was, it was such a blessing. It helped me so much to heal some emotionally and to learn and to be able to come back with fresh eyes, fresh heart, and a fresh spirit for God. And of course, what do I say to her? You want to learn about Mormonism? I know a place where there are probably, what, 15 former Mormon Christians. You can yes. ask any of them any question you want anytime, and you'll get the yes. same answers. Right? Yes. yes, and they're the most loving and caring and Christ-like people you ever meet that just has a heart broken for the ones that were in their shoes that don't know Christ's love and grace and want them to come to know it. And so I came back and I went back to work training horses and um, was kind of sort of in communication with that family, but also wasn't. I was trying to witness to them and get them to understand. And then, but they were also kind of trying to do the same thing with me. And so it went back and forth like that for, I guess, two weeks now. And then this past week, Thanksgiving week, I went and stayed with one of my friends and her family for Thanksgiving and where I could just be away from everything and everyone and sure. hear God and listen to God. And every day we just talked about Jesus. We talked about his love. We talked about his word and read his word and prayed together and worshiped together and just sang hymns, wrote hymns and just all sorts of goodness for God. And we went to church last Sunday, and the sermon that was preached was preached on God's peace, of the peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what truly completely brought me to the finish line of God telling me it is time to put it in his hands that I can't save anyone that only he can and only he can wake them up. And it is yep. between him and that family now. Mm, wow. Now all I can do is pray that I've given them all the tools that they need to know the truth and that I have to trust him that he will give me the strength to do it. He gave me the words to say. He's given me the love for them that I never thought I could possibly have for anybody. That's not a fleshy love, but that's an agape love, God's unconditional love for them. And I gave them some verses and told them and told them that I hope and pray that they will 
come to know the true love and goodness of God, that it is by faith and faith alone that we are saved by God's grace, that nothing we can do to, can save us but God. Because Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice on the cross to save us because of God's love for us. Wow. What an amazing story of God pursuing you and even pursuing them through you. And to have that kind of courage um, and for God to just come through um, personally when you need it. That's what he does. He's a personal God. He pursues and, and he comes to us personally at our time of need. Is it too early for you to see how this experience will play into a future ministry? Someone told me when I first came to Christ, if you're in Christ, you have a ministry. Each person has a testimony, and the testimony is that your story that you have to tell. Certainly playing with Mormonism at one point and learning to love the Mormons has been part of your story. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us how that might play into your ministry, and then tell us what you want Christians to know, right? And what you want Mormons to know. Um, I most definitely think God is going to use this a lot in my testimony and a lot in my ministry for, I come in contact with all different types of religions in the horse world because I travel all over the United States. So all different parts, there's all different types of religions. And whenever I say God broke my heart in a new way for not just the LDS faith, but all faiths. So I do completely believe that this story and this testimony is going to play a big part in my ministry, traveling with my horses and traveling over the world with it. Oh, and I'm sure there are Mormons in the horse world. There are certainly a lot of ranchers out West. What would you say to Christians? closer you get to God, more Satan's going to try to attack you because more of an influence you have to those that don't know Christ. And that being said, put on the full armor of God and use God's word 24 sevens. Don't just pray at night. Don't just pray at your meals. Pray as you go throughout the entire day for God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and for God to lead you day, noon, and night and allow him to work in your life because you never know what person you may come across. Let God use you because you are a piece in God's chess match and we are his warriors here on earth to bring others to know him and Use God's word because speaking God's word out loud is more powerful than you'll ever know. And God tells us that. And research LDS faith, research other faiths, because more you know, stronger you want to lead others to Christ. More you know, and more you know about your own faith of why we believe what we believe, for me, it's brought me to an either even stronger point in my walk with Christ to lead others to him. And, and in the end, you chose Jesus over fiance, right? Yes. Always the choose bottom line? Jesus. Always choose Jesus because at the end of the day, what do we have? We don't have anything that is here on earth in the afterlife. We have 
Jesus and we have God. We have what is to come of something that we can't comprehend that is so wonderful and so glorious. And God tells us to do everything at the best of our abilities to glorify him and always say and do that everything we do to let him shine through us, to leave, leave others to him and always choose him. And that has really helped me through a lot because it's taught me to completely surrender my all to God, to surrender my heart, to surrender my body, to surrender my life to him not just of a surrendering of I give my soul to Jesus to where I can live with him again, but that he can use me in any way he needs me to bring others to him because that is our ultimate goal and purpose in life is to show others Jesus through us. Yeah. And his love. Yeah. And his love. So here's what I would love to hear Annalise and that's, what would you say to somebody who is right now where you were five or six or seven weeks ago, who as a believer, knowing truth, knowing that there's stuff within Mormonism, and it might not be Mormonism, it might be some other religious system, but you knew there was some conflict and yet your heart's being drawn to the relationship. What advice would you give to someone in your situation? who's young, who's maybe in one of these relationships to encourage them to move back toward God? Um, If you're in my position, my encouragement to you is to look around you to see what has happened in the past to lead up to that point. Try to see if it was of God Or was it causing conflict? Was it causing confusion? Was it causing anger? Was it causing doubt and um, tension in your lives with your family, another loved one, another believer? If it caused confusion between your family and another believer, then, then it's not of God. Stay strong and look to God, look to his word and seek his word morning and night, because that's, what's going to get you through. I know for me that what got me through was looking back on what I had done and things I had said and things that were said to me of prayers that were being prayed for me and things that I read and the strength that God gave me to get through it is what got me through. So were those warning signs there for you, the tension within your family, um, anger as you would have these discussions? Is that what you were experiencing then in the midst of this relationship as you're trying to pursue this relationship? Um, Very much so. I actually almost sued my family through it. There was so much anger. Satan had such a such a hand in it that I I went into legal things with my family because I was so mad at them and they wouldn't let me have anything that I worked for my horses and my stuff so I felt complete right that it was all mine and instead of just turning the other cheek if it was of God I would have turned the other cheek I would have said okay, I forgive y'all whether this is right or wrong, and I'm going to do what Jesus would do and move forward and not just stay here and fight for it in an ungodly manner. 
Mm. Okay. And the family was backing you up with the legal stuff too, yes. probably. The, Mor the Mormon family, your fiance's family. Yes. So you were going to tell me what the final straw was um, that made you walk the, away once and for all. The final straw was a verse that um, was in Philippians chapter four, verses four through nine. I came to a point where nothing was adding up, nothing was working, and everywhere I looked, everywhere I turned, God basically just kept slapping me over my head and telling me to trust him, to put it in his hands and let him deal with it from now on. Mm. And that's what finally told me and just made me realize, okay, I really have done everything I can do. And now it is up to the almighty, powerful, all-knowing God. Do Lynn, we I would love for you to, I would love you to weigh in on something. I think we've got time to do this. And that's from your perspective as a, as a former Mormon um, who, who knows the system, who lived it happily for decades, what would be things that you would say to a young person to be watching out for if they're in one of these relationships where they're a Christian, they're in a serious relationship with a Mormon, um, there's pressure from the family. What would be things to watch out for that would either be warning signs or things that they should be aware of that could be happening that are maybe subtle or manipulative or even at times outright deceptive in an attempt to get them to leave their Christian origins and become a Mormon. Is there anything that you would say to a young person who's maybe right now there who, who says they're not that different? They're, they're great Christian people. Well, Joel, every situation is individual. And, and I agree. These are wonderful people. And they appear to have the fruit of the Spirit in many ways. And so it's terrifically deceptive. First of all, you have to look out for things that don't line up with the Word of God. I always encourage people to be logical and think things through, right? Mm -hmm. Families forever. Okay, so you make it, your brother doesn't make it, your brother makes it to Godhood. He's got his own planet. How is he living with you? Using your brain and faith. And I highly recommend that Christians do not date Mormons. The Bible's really clear. You're not to be married to someone. If you are a believer, that's not a believer. You're not supposed to be unequally right. yoked. Mormonism and Christianity are far different. And you will be, as a believer, unequally yoked with Mormon. You don't know if their heart would ever be open to the Lord. Um, and so you cannot go there. And then what happens when you get emotionally involved, you want to be the one to witness, but that's a really dangerous situation when your heart is in it because you can be drawn off the wrong way. Exactly what God brought to Annalise's knowledge is let me do that. I know my people, I soften their hearts. I know when they're ready. This is yeah. my work. It's not yours. Let me read this section of scripture that she just said that she had read. 
Rejoice okay. in the Lord always. This is Philippians 4, and you said 4 through 9. Oh, my. Yes, sir. I need a magnifying glass. Um, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is not be anxious about anything. You can't make that Mormon Christian. Only God can do that. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things whatever yeah. you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put it into practice and the god of peace will be with you amen wow well that is a great way to bring this podcast to an end thank you lynn and elise thank you so much um, any final words for our audience? I just, I appreciate you sharing so candidly, so openly, and just, um, I'm really excited for what God's going to be doing with your life in the future going forward. One thing I would encourage everybody, and one thing that I've always looked at, and one of my favorite sayings that my um, family always told me when I was younger, whatever you're going through, whatever trial you're going through, do not put God in a box. Do not think God cannot overcome it. Mm. Do not think you cannot overcome it because God can. We may not be able to, but if we put it in God's hands, God's going to overcome it one day. So don't put God in a box. Amen. Absolutely. Fantastic Ooh, advice. What a way to well, end. What Thanks. a great series of episodes. Lynn? Merry Christmas, Joel and Annalise. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. May the God of peace be with you. Grace and peace. Until next time. So long. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.